Welcome back to Queerified. I am Gigi Gorgeous. And this is Mimi. On Queerified, you'll hear from very special guests in the LGBTQIA community. And some iconic allies as well. Today on this episode, we have activist, performer, producer, reality TV personality, social media mogul, and all-around fab queen, Frankie Grande. You may know him as Ariana Grande's brother, but as you'll hear in this conversation you'll see that his light, influence, and talent radiates so bright. But before we get started, please don't forget to call into the Queerified hotline. That's 1-844-QUERIES. That's spelled Q-U-E-E-R-Y-S. Call and ask us anything. Nothing is off limits. And maybe we'll answer your question right here on the pod. Pause this right now and call immediately. What are you waiting for? We know you have a question for us. And while you're at it, please leave us five stars in a nice review and only five stars in a nice review. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, places, everyone. Places, everyone. The show's about to start. Curtains up on Frankie Grande. We are back on Queerified today with the Frankie Grande. Frankie, how are you? I'm so glad to be here, and I'm also glad to be prefaced by the word the. The. I'm the Frankie Grande. The one and only, Mama. That's so exciting. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm so grateful to be hanging out with you guys. Aw, ditto. Honestly, we haven't really hung out one-on-one, but we saw each other recently at Halloween Haunt or Haunt was it Hauntoween? Hauntoween. Okay, wait. Gagged by this. Wait. First of all, so you know that there was a Disney Freeform event and Hauntoween at the same time. The ha- Disney Freeform event was 31 nights of Halloween and this was 31 days of Hauntoween. Hauntoween. But it was what? based towards like kids, this one. The one that we went to. But also like who is in charge of that Instagram? Right. I need to like have a word with that person, <laughs> yes. you know, and be like, you need to change your Instagram handle immediately because that was very confused to us Instagrammers who get very confused when tagging. We got to tag in the moment and live our lives at the same time. Yeah. It's a lot. It's to a juggle. lot. I tagged the wrong thing. I get a call from Matt no. Gibson. That's like oh, you, you tagged free. Wait, did you go to both of, or did you only uh, go no, to one? No, I only went to one, but I tagged the wrong one. Anyway, sorry. Just went to it. We saw each other at Hauntoween. It was fun. Speaking of Halloween, are you a Halloween fan? Do you dress Huge. up? Yes. Every year, I love doing body painting is my favorite thing to of do. Of course. Yeah. Any excuse? Yeah, it's great. It's like four hours. Jeez, you have like, that's intense. Like pink lungs afterwards or like whatever color they decide to spray your body. Um, and <laughs> it is like, it's, I mean, but like, hey, you look fantastic. So I'm all about like the full fantasy, you know, like right. head to toe, like wear as little clothes as humanly possible, paint your body, go out. And it's also like I don't have to think about what I need to like want to be because you don't have to purchase anything because you're literally just wearing you're just a bomb. naked. Yeah, exactly. I'm a bunny. <laughs> Duh. I'm wearing a sock. I'm pink. And then yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. The artist. I am pink. The artist. I come with the chandelier wherever I go, and I like to <laughs> sing upside down. There you go. Well, when we saw each other at Hauntoween, I was like, so what do you want to drink? Like, what do you want to like? I'm I'm gonna service you. You're coming over to my house. Service. You're in the podcast room. Oh, wait. No, I'm going to be of service to you? Okay, that came out serve really wrong. You. We will be serving you. I'm going to serve you. Yeah. Okay, ew. So you said, I'm sober, but I'll take candy. That's true. So it kind of is like we're in a Halloween vibe right now because there's a bowl of candy there to your right. candies and are there? I am eating it. Okay, well, I am I went straight for the peanut M&Ms, like dove straight into it. There is Reese's Pieces, which is amazing. There's Snickers, um, Lifesavers, which also I should probably have because I had coffee right before this because it's been a long day. Uh, other kinds of M&Ms, Twix and can- I just everything wonderful, everything you could possibly want in a little Halloween amuse-bouche. Love it. And I was wondering if we could get into like sobriety. Like I really yeah. was wondering like how long have you been sober? Is there a reason that you've been sober? Oh yes. All I want to know. Love. Yeah. So I've been sober, sober a little over four years now. Amazing. Congrats. Thank you so much. Um, and you know why? Because yeah, I mean, drugs and alcohol had kind of become the solution to my problems rather than me actually 
being able to solve them on my own, you know, and it brought me further and further away from um, serenity. Like, you know, like right now, like I have a, I have like a healthy relationship, like with my friends, with my family, you know, and basically where when I got to the point of where I needed to stop drinking, like I was drinking and using, um, you know, pills and potions Mm -hmm. definitely emphasis on the pills um (laughs) pills and potions Mm -hmm. uh to the point of where like i was like not useful to like the people around me you know people used to rely on me and instead of being able to rely on me they were like oh you are we're not even gonna think about asking you because we know you're not going to be able to show up and i'm like Mm -hmm. was there a moment that like was the last straw? Um, I mean, it was definitely the after the Manchester bombing when I wasn't able to show up for my family and the time when they like, needed me the most. I'm like, so I sorry. Was, I went for thank you. Um, it's it, terrible. It was a crazy, horrific, horrible, horrible event. And I like I needed to be able to show up for my family. And in that moment, rather than than you know being the person that everyone like turned to, it was kind of like I just couldn't help. Right. I was incapable of helping and right. I am the person that solves. And so like, you know, in that moment, I had like a moment of clarity. And in that moment of clarity, um, I realized like, yo, I have a problem. Mm. And like, I need to get help. I asked for help. I took the help and I've been sober ever since. Wow. So that's amazing. Yeah, I went to I wow. went to treatment like a few weeks after the Manchester attack and I have been sober ever since. So Wow. Well, congrats. That is even, that's deeper than I could have imagined. Literally. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you sharing your story. I'm sure this is not the first time you're saying it. No, it's not. It's, it's probably helped so many people and pushed them into sobriety when they've needed it the most. And I hope so. I hope so. And that's why I do like to talk about it a lot because you know, it's obviously it's an ongoing thing, you know, like I have to be on top. Listen, of course, like it's very easy (laughs) for me to like, I gotta make sure that I'm constantly like practicing what I preach, honey. Otherwise, like I'm going to slip right back into it. Because totally. that's the easy button for me. It's very easy for me to be like, you know what? I am, because I am, I do get stressed out. Like life, life is still happening. Of well, you, right, as you, right as you came over. Sorry, what are your pronouns? Um, I am he, him. He, him. Okay, I was going to call you she, but I didn't want to. No, but I know, actually, you know what? You like it, she. Interesting, I accept, I accept all pronouns. Okay, I like that. But, you know, like I, I identify like as a cis male. So right. like, I feel like I should say he, him. Right. But I accept all pronouns. Good to okay, know. I love good that. I love that. Yeah, I do. It is like, very good to know. Yeah. You never know unless you ask. But well, as I was saying, so you came over. Over, you're like, girl, I'm a little tired. I've been up since 6 a.m. I called oh my, my, my wake up time was 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, you're saying you get stressed out. I see why. No, She's I busy. Do. Exactly. She is so booked and blessed and it's wonderful. But at the same time, I need to make sure that I have, you know, like I'm I'm always remembering like I have to put my sobriety first because if I don't put my sobriety first, then it's the first thing that I'm going to lose. Think about it. If you totally. don't put your sobriety first, the first thing you're going to lose. Second thing, is there anything that helps you like meditation or did you replace that with something else? Um, yeah, meditation, yoga, you know, um, never done yoga therapy. Uh, yoga, you've never done yoga. Yeah, I would go yoga. I don't think, are you kidding? Isn't it like where you sweat and stretch? It depends. It depends if it's hot yoga. It's actually really hard. Like, like, it's like a lot of body control. It's a lot of like positioning. Like I find myself like shaking in class because like, and like, like sweating from like the control. Like, it takes I do the restorative like, yoga. Oh, where you like lie down. Yes, exactly. You lie down and you stretch. <laughs> oh, so you sleep. <laughs> and it's really yeah, yeah. like um, relaxing and peaceful. But yes, of course there is yoga where you sweat and die. Listen, I am a person who's like obsessed with fitness as well. So like anything that I do, I do 110%. So like, I want to be in pain when I do like anything. You know if what I'm saying? If it doesn't hurt, it's it, not working. It's not working. <laughs> That's my motto in literal life. Yeah, exactly. It's true. That's exactly the way I feel. That's exactly the way I feel. Well, Frankie, thank you for so much for sharing that, opening up. I yeah, feel like everybody, especially in like big cities, it's so hard to stay away from the partying, yes. the drugs, the pills, mm-hmm. the the addictive personalities and just like toxic behavior in general. And yeah. I'm really proud that you are over that four years over that and also able to talk about it so openly because that helps like so many people. And a lot of our listeners have expressed to us things such as that. And I know you speaking out on it so openly and like even having a little bit of comedy with it, which is like probably the way that breaks down the, the most barriers, you know, um, so well, I always find I really that, by the that. way, I think the comedy is like the, 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 the key to any it's sort the of saving yes. grace. I really do. I have a very dark sense of humor as well. Like I say things that still people are like, what? And then like, 
I, I start laughing. They're like, oh, that was funny. Oh, okay, got <laughs> oh, it. Oh, you weren't, oh, you weren't serious. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Okay, go, cool, go, cool, I'm cool. the same oh, way. Okay, go, 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 go. But yeah, I just anyone who's out there that is struggling, just I would just say like the hardest step is asking for help. But once you can be honest enough with you, yourself and the people around you, I promise you as soon as you ask for help, like everyone's going to be like, oh, we got you. Like, girl, we are there for you. Like, and everyone's going to be so um, ready to come to your yes. aid. So that's the biggest step. And in my family, it was like it wasn't something I was raised being able to do. My grandfather was very much like, like you like do things yourself. You know, like we don't ask for help. Like we sort it out himself. You know, he's a self-made man. You know, his parents Italian came, background, yes, Italian right. background. Mm-hmm. His my great grandparents all came over from Italy. It was very like make your way yourself. So it was it wasn't like a thing. Like we weren't always like oh, I need help with this. I know it was like no, it's sort it out. Yeah. Say um, that, yeah, exactly. Of so what it was hard for me to do, but once I did it, I was like so happy for it. So help is out there you guys and if it i can do it girl, i was a mess honey i was mess i was a mess and i'm doing real good now so love it yeah love just it, a, love so, it, love just it. to my own horn i'm doing great she's doing great sweetie i am living my best truest life okay look at me i'm with Gigi gorgeous nothing can be better i'm with Frankie, mama in person Let's do a little rewind. Um, the world got to know you on basically on the season 16 of Big Brother. And I have to be honest, that's really when I became a big fan of yours. I literally watched that season only because of Zanky. Oh, thank <laughs> you. I, blo- I got an IV bag, by the way. It says, I'm, like, I have like one of those horrible bandages across my arm. Oh, you better work. I need yeah. one right about yeah. now. I just took like, dehydrated. I know. I have peed like 5,000 times today. I'm just taking it off just so like doesn't look like, you know, I was just hospitalized. I was just, it was just an IV bag. <laughs> it's an IV bag, people. Don't it's it. a bad We live in LA. It's pretty normal. <laughs> yeah, it's right. it has nothing to do with anything. Go ahead. Well, I was also a really big fan of Big Brother season 13. I feel like that relationship, let me just Wait, say, season six. Yo, oh, what did yo, I say? You better come through with the facts. Wait, what did I say? 13. You, you said, said 13. 13. Oh, I 16. did? Oh, I meant I saw 16. I meant, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. They're season really close. 16. It's you and Zach. Season. So Zach identified, for anybody that doesn't know, as a straight male. Yes. And you being gay, open, flamboyant. You guys kind of yeah. had like a little showmance. And I don't know if it was like the first showmance in... Big Brother history where two people like yourselves got together. Usually it's it people who are like, you know, sexual with each other. Yeah, but I, I, you yeah. literally were so romantic with him, though. Like, yeah, up on him, rubbing him. There like, lots of cuddling. I want to ask you, so when you're in the Big Brother house, of yes. course, for anybody that obviously doesn't know, it's people, strangers, in a house being filmed. The world can watch 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. It's Squid Game. The feeds. So, it's oh my God, game. it is Squid Game. Squid game. Yeah. <laughs> with it's, more cameras. It's Squid Game. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Squid Game, but... More sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. As if Squid Game, the people dying, wasn't sick enough. Yeah, this is sicker. Yeah, it, it kind of is. Because it's, it's real. It's not a TV show. I mean, it is a TV show, but it's real. Right. Like, when you're in that house, everything is real. It's so real. And I've seen people that come out of the house, and they've said racist things on the show. And, yeah. like, the world is pissed because the world is watching, right? Yep. Uh-huh. That's the whole thing. Big Brother is always watching. So, like, were, were you ever thinking, like, this is going to be a big deal? that I'm cuddling with this guy. No. Really? You never really thought about it. I had no idea. Really? I had no idea. And I, you know, it's so it's so funny because like, you know, I went into that house and I was just like, I'm going to be 100% Frankie, like just uh, authentically myself, like no matter what. And I didn't realize what it was to have someone who is as gay and as flamboyant as me go onto that show and be as cutthroat, brutal, ruthless, and competitive as I was. Like, I kind of got to show, like, an alternate side to the world of what a flaming homosexual can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I didn't know I was doing that on the show. Like, I found out afterwards because people told me, they were like, you know, like, you know, there's a, it's very, very, like, Bible Belt, like, Red State. Like, Isn't it weird, though, to be Big like, brother. oh, I love when you did this, and you're like, oh, my God, people were watching when yeah. you did that? Like, did you forget? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I would totally I, forget. Oh, I, I mean, when you are in that house and when you come out of the house, all you want to do is talk about that house because it's the only thing that you it's can your life. think about. Yeah, it's your whole life. So so it's very interesting to me, like, to find how, like, there were, like, like rep- I have, like, Republican conservative fans. Oh, you that's a trip. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying? That's a trip. Like, I do. Like, I really do. God. And I was, I was gagged. 
Yeah. Were you like, that. you know what I stand for, though, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Like, and, and it was interesting. Like, I got a lot of people that were like, we thought homosexuality was an abomination, but then we saw you on Big Brother, and we don't believe that our God could hate someone like you. I'm like, oh, what? I love that. Yes, it's wonderful. I love that. Yeah, that's what you have to do. Like, the people who are in their echo chambers are not really doing anything to further the cause. It's the people who will go out there, yeah. and put themselves and meet out the there, people. And put themselves in front, exactly, and the people that go to exactly. Disney World and meet America. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I will go to the Disney World America. and I will say hello to everyone in that line. You know what I'm You're saying? You're saying I will go. I will go <laughs> to go. Disney World and I will greet the people. Um, and I do. <laughs> in that moment when you were in the house, did you ever think that you know that relationship was ever going to be real? Like, was Ooh, it real for you in that so moment, or were you like, "I'm on a TV show"? You must have, because I know it's every little gay boy's fantasy to make friends, <laughs> friends with the straight jock know, right? and be a little bit touchy, and then maybe something go a little bit too far. You know, it's interesting because, like, first of all, I had two very, very close straight romances in that house as a bromance. And the other one was with Caleb Reynolds, who is like, like super, like super Southern, like, like very, very like, like Catholic, your, your fans. Christian, like <laughs> absolutely like, like make America great again. You know what I'm saying? Like, like on his Instagram post. Gag, okay. Um, like gagged. So like, that was the first person that I started having, like, like sharing a bed with and like having like deep talks with that I never, ever thought I would, you know, have an intersexual world. But was the weird, the gagalicious part about me me and Zach was that neither of us knew that we were in love with each other until we left the house. You never really know what you have until no, it's gone. No. We had no idea. You were in love? I mean, the world told us that we were in love with each other, right? Like, so we left the house and the world was like, Zanky, 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 like you guys loved each other so deeply. Like, and we were like, did we? We were like, we, we did? <laughs> you guys were just living. We were, we were like, just living our lives. It was we, almost like survival a little bit, right? Great, like It was just you two. A very good bond. But like mm -hmm. neither of us thought that we were romantically in love with each other until the world told us that we were. So wait, and, and what, what we happened, like, what happened we, after? Do we love each other? Did you guys hook like, up after? Are we romantically involved with each other? I'm sure they did. You Let's did, just huh? say they did. They did. I mean, they did. you totally did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we wanted. We want. Oh there God. were questions that we wanted to have answered, and so we did our good, research. and you found the answer. Did, did okay, research. there was Perfect. research. Do you that guys was done? Do you guys still talk? Because that's almost like a relation, like a, a boyfriend you yeah, had, right? Exactly. Like it's a, it's a, it feels like an ex. He feels an, like ex. an ex. So you guys don't yeah, talk yeah. anymore. Like we don't talk like we used to do. <laughs> we don't talk. He is anymore. an ex. <laughs> he is. I mean, to be he honest, like though. Being in a big brother house with someone, you'd probably connect on ways that you wouldn't in the real life with somebody because you're not yes. with them all the time, right? It's it's probably a, a lot deeper of a relationship than you've been in in the past. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very quick and it's very like again, like it's life or death in that house. So like a picture only having sixteen people to relate to, only sixteen. There's no one else. There's no family. There's no phone a friend. I'd lose that. There's no news. There's no nothing. You only have these 16 people. And at the same time, you are simultaneously relying upon these 16 people for your life, which your life in this game, sure. But in the game, when you're in the game, there is no in this game. It's just your life. Like everything is life or death. Every decision that you make in that house is like if someone cuts you, it is the most horrific, painful, horrible right. thing. So yes, you make bonds like are that cannot ever be replaced or a really like re I would say like relatable to a real relationship in the right, real world. Right, right, right. Because they don't, they're not that intense. Like, what did you miss the most being in that house? I feel like I would say my phone. <laughs> I feel like I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to touch my phone again. But there must have been something else than that. I mean. Other things, you missed, yeah. I mean, well, I didn't, you missed no sex. right because yeah. you didn't hook up with him. No, there was no actual sex in that house. Uh, I mean, intimate relationship. Wait, can't sure. you have sex in the shower though? Um, you can, okay? So because they don't film you in the shower. Just, why not? Why not tell you the real tea? They do film you I'm in just, the shower. They do film you in the shower. So <gasps> what? Okay, so we all of the guys in the house. We decided all of us that we were not going to jack off at all in the house. Wait, so can't you do like, it under the pack. covers? There are cameras everywhere. So like, if you're gonna do it, you have to. You know that someone will see you whether it's a oh producer God. or the world like right. someone will see what you're doing oh my God. You know and saying? there are cameras that are on 24 yeah. 7 so that we, you could buy online right yeah yeah the live feeds that's just not healthy so though all, so crazy. all of the boys like none of us did well, what about the women too did and they have a pact i you know what we didn't i did not ask because it's of the just women. as much of a need i 
I agree with you. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, fully I don't agree. agree that be- so wait, they, so they film weird. you taking shits because and peeing? They film you shitting and peeing. They oh do. my God. Yeah. They do because there's sometimes you can have strategy in the, the toilet. Like you can pull somebody into the toilet. So there wow. needs to be cameras. In so there. you are signing oh, your so life signing. away. Yeah. So we made it. 33 days, I think, uh, the the men in the house. And then... And then you guys just and, all circled so where did you jack yeah, off? No, it was the, in the HOH shower. It was the HOH shower. <gasps> okay, and it just, okay, it, okay, it was, okay. It looked like a Jackson Pollock for the rest of the... Oh. You know, for the rest, <laughs> for the rest of the season. I'm so sorry if anyone that's listening is offended by this kind of talk, but I feel like it's a safe space here it where, t- I can, where I can talk space. about my, all of my bodily all. fluids. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> One of the things that you did in the Big Brother house, you came out of the closet as Ariana Grande's brother. Yeah, I did. Do you think that, you know, was, was the most bad brilliant move ever in the history of Big Brother? <laughs> yeah, it was the most brilliant move ever in the history of Big Brother. Because I was going home that week. It was day 55. I was going home and I created such a distraction uh, that I stayed till day 88. So you were waiting for the right moment to do that. I was backed into a corner and I completely came up with that strategy in the, in a Amazing. moment of desperation because I was caught lying. I lied to everyone in the house and those, I'm so sorry, I love you, Nicole, and I love you, Christine, but like, I, you guys should have taken my offer and we should have gone to the end together because that was the only way that we were going to flip that house. <laughs> oh my God, I want to take it. They I feel like I'm order. in the game Nicole, with you. I love you. I love you, Nicole. This I is an alliance. Um, but um, no, like that, I, I literally was like, let's turn the, let's flip this house on the guys. Let's do it. Let's do a girls alliance. Let's have it be girl. By the way, girls alliances still do not work. In the Big Brother house. Why? why? They have why? not why? 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 They don't, women. Girls are too jealous they, or flippy floppy. They don't together. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. I don't, mm-hmm. I also think that there's something to do with like the fact that like feeling like we need like a masculine, like straight man, like to like carry those people to the end because you need to be able to win comps. But meanwhile, like I was winning all the comps. Like, so I don't know. I don't know why it doesn't work, but please, please God, they're trying to do it on Survivor this season. And I'm like, girls, please. Please do like, it. Please stay together. Because it's funny. I feel like even in, let's bring it back to Squid Game. Yeah. You've watched, right? Yes. Yeah, so a lot of the competitions, like two or three of the games, it was like, we need, we need men, men, we need men. men. It's we all strength. It's what they think. But the tug of war, anybody listening that is watching Squid Game or <laughs> watching there is a tug Spoiler of war scene. Yeah. There's a tug of war scene, and yeah. it's all strategy. Yes. I think women, if they if they get out of each other's way, yeah. are literally the strongest creatures in the world. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. And I've been raised by like, listen, like my mother, my sister. Like I have some like powerful women, badass in my women, my yes. grandmother. But it's like there's something about an all girls alliance that never ever works on society. In a just teaches TV women format. to not trust each other, and I don't know why. But those girls took my deal right to the men and then as soon as the men came to me they were like did you do this and I was like yes I did and they were like why and I was like because I am riddled with guilt <laughs> over the fact that I've been lying to uh, to you about who I am. And they were like, what are you talking about? And I was like, I'm famous. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. It worked. It completely worked. And they got so distracted by the Wait, this, Did you say I'm thing. famous? I'm famous. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I said I'm a social media mogul. That's where it came from. Wait. Yes, that line. Oh, I said I'm a social media mogul. Was it like a movie? Was everyone like, <gasps> yeah, oh, it's, I mean, it's a, go, there's so many, they're gifts okay, of I'm me watch saying I'm a social media mogul. And it's so funny because people, like, it's like kind of this line that like lives in like infamy now in the big brother world. And it was like, and I was like, it worked. And that's the thing I think that people are so um, gagged about and gooped about. Like if you're mad about anything about that season, it, it's because it worked. Right. And because I stayed till day 88 and right. I would have gone all, I probably would have won that thing if it wasn't for that stupid twist where I pushed the button. But honestly, that's neither here nor there. Most people think that I did win. So it's fine. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, exactly. it's not always about the winner, right? No, it's, it's the people's winner. hundred percent. But um, I, mean, I don't even I know who won that time. season. Um, Me either. Uh, Derek. Derek. Oh, Derek's got it, a cop. Got it, got it, got it. They stuck an undercover cop in the house and he <laughs> did a great job. That's why like when I, once I was evicted, I was like, this is great. I'm so happy. And did you watch it all again? I have watched my season again, um, but then I had to take a break 
uh, literally until this season. This is my first season that I've watched since being out just, of- Is it just too much? It's a lot. It's mm. very triggering. Like, again, like imagine it being like your whole life. It's Squid Game. It's it literally it was like Squid Game and I, I'm I'm glad that everyone has seen Squid Game so they know it's like the contestant of Squid Game like I I would imagine he took he took some time before he went back but like I would imagine I would as well like um and that's why I was I, I've been like texting with the producers and like texting with Julie and like like I'm much more like involved this this year than I have been in the past because I really needed to take a break but also it was it was part of my sober journey honey like I'm telling you like that that whole um. Like, you know, a, a lot of my drinking and using, like, stemmed from um, a lot of, like, the uh, attention, positive and negative, that happened from right. the show. A lot of negative, too. Like, like you know, like, you think, it, you know, I was, I was very, 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 very loved. But, of course, we don't pay attention to that. We pay attention to the 12 people that hated us. Of course. Us. How you do know? you deal with that? How do you deal with all the hate that you well, get? Well, a lot of sobriety really helped. I got to tell you that. Like, and, you know, and, like, now I've gotten to a place where I understand that, like, you know, A, the haters keep you relevant, which is great. Um, but also, like, if you are a person that is going out of your way to hate upon somebody, like you are fundamentally broken and so it's like so it sick my, to me it's so weird yeah and like me as a person who has worked so hard to be like in a good place like have to be able to like recognize that that hate is coming from an unhealthy person and I have, and pray for them and be like yo I hope you find the peace and serenity that I do in my life because I don't go out of my way to hate on anyone mm -hmm. I'm the exact same way who are busy no, send it to your friend over DM if you want to talk shit on me yeah. don't leave yes. it on my page like, yeah. it's too much yeah from on and it's like you know I just I hope that you know they find like peace and serenity in their life and happiness and those are unhappy people so I pray for them exactly. to be happy right I really and do Big Brother has such a cult following I feel like it's oh, like it's polarizing you know like oh, it's like nuts. I hate him I like him yep. he played well or he was cheap like not everybody has their sister yep. like Ariana Grande they can't pull that like yep. I can imagine all the things that yep. they would say but at the end of the day you just sleep at night knowing it's jealousy exactly mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. You released a video and it was commemorating Porn. your no, Are you only fan? Was... You have my whole video? <laughs> no way. <laughs> you released a video commemorating your sobriety and it was you singing Rain on Me and people people were so hateful about it. Like what? They were I don't even well, read it. What, what did they say? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't read it. Was it like good. rain okay, on me, good. like alcohol rain on me? No, it just well, came around social is. media. Alcohol. Yes. That's oh. what Gaga wrote the song about. Oh, I actually think I really? knew that. Yes. Really? Yes. Wait, I didn't know that. Explain. I, the lyrics are, I'd rather be dry, but I'm at least I'm alive. Rain on me. Got it. Dry okay. meaning like I'd rather yeah, be sober. So, well, or not drinking. Dry is what we say for people that don't drink alcohol. Dry. But at least I'm alive. At least I'm alive. Rain yeah. on me. Sober is like when you practice the the spiritual principles behind the uh, the pro the you know the program of sobriety. But like dry is literally like someone who just like does not drink. What are the principles of sobriety? Well, you know, like um, has spiritual practice, a spiritual program. You know, attending meetings, like having a sponsor, sponsees, like being part of the program. You know, things like that. Um, you know, like practicing the you know the the whole package of sobriety that encompasses like. The, mm -hmm. the the mental physical spiritual the triangle um whereas so you know dry is just like i don't drink like i, don't, I might be white knuckling it but i'm not putting that <laughs> bottle yeah. in my mouth no matter what <laughs> but so that's what the lyrics of the song i'd rather be dry i didn't know that but at least i'm alive so like like i it but so rain on me and it's like uh, it's coming it's a person who's so desperate for um peace but can't seem to put down the bottle but like is like at least i'm alive got you know? it like at least i'm still breathing um because that's powerful shit when you yeah. explain it like that i yeah. mean for a pop smash yeah i right? really like that just actually blew my mind yeah i don't want to bring it down but one of my favorite quotes is you don't have to be happy at all to be happy you're alive um, Hello. I love that. Hello. Hello. Mm -hmm. Okay, before we move on from that, I want to <laughs> ask you one question. So as a four-year sober person, yes. what do you think and feel about California sober? Wait, what is California sober, first of all? Because I don't even know what that is. California sober is basically, I keep thinking this tube is part of, attached to my head. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, she's behind you, mother. <laughs> she's behind me, mother. Um, basically... 
Um, for me, my program of sobriety is any mind or mood altering substance, which mm-hmm. would include marijuana. And coffee. Um, no, coffee's okay. You cannot take coffee away from an alcoholic or an addict, honey. Me either. They will go straight back to the bottle real fast. You know what I'm saying? That's why we also tell you, like, you know, be kind to yourself when you decide to give up drugs and alcohol. Because, like, you know, like, if you're if you're a smoker, if you, like, pick up a cigarette for, like, a couple of months, like, okay, like, be kind to yourself. Because, like, like you're, you're not doing drinks. You're what you used to be doing. But uh, I don't smoke. But anyway, I'm just saying, be kind to yourself. And um, part of that includes coffee. Like coffee. I'm actually weaning myself off caffeine. It oh, is good. very, very hard. Um, but it's Oh, good. really? I'll take both of yours. What was the question? I love coffee. How <laughs> so do you feel about California sober? Oh, California sober. Um, so it doesn't work for me. Like I, I, I can't entertain because once I am out of my mind, like once I am on a mind or mood altering substance, it is would be very easy for me to like pick up again, pick up drugs or alcohol because what I spend my time doing is rewiring my brain to instead of like when I am triggered by a negative comment on Instagram, when I'm triggered by a fight with a friend or when I am triggered by something that um, really angers me and in the world or in politics that my, my I've been rewiring myself instead of picking up um, alcohol or a pill bottle, I pick up the phone. I, th- I, wow. pra- yes, exactly. I call someone, I ask them what's going on in their life, or I talk to a friend that's sober and I'm like, listen, I am itching. My body is burning because of what I just saw that motherfucking orange ex person president tweet. You know, like, my, I'm on fire. So, what do I do about it? And then they're like, breathe. Let's talk it out. Like, have you meditated today? Did you? And it's like, oh, wow, thank you so much. Um, for helping me. Um, so I spent a lot of time rewiring my brain. So, but if, if I give it, if I give it something like uh, weed or that's why, like, I have to be careful with like painkillers, even if I have mm, surgery or if right. I go like to the doctor for something, like I have to make sure that I'm like being very careful because, um, it would be very simple for my brain to be like, Oh, I remember that feeling. Let's totally. do more of 100%. that. 100%. Let's do more of that. Mm-hmm. Or like, you know, if I like say I get a prescription for Vicodin and I take a Vicodin and then all of a sudden I'm like, Wow, this, this feels is great. great. I, right. I don't have a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm in pain. I'm gonna drink. A, I'm gonna give me some whiskey. <laughs> I used to do that with whiskey. Let's do that. You know, it's so easy. So for me, California sober goes into that kind of like red line behaviors where it's like that might be just enough of an opening for my disease of alcoholism to take root. Right, and then. I may not come back. Sorry, what is California sober again? Like, it's like drinking, it's like being able to smoke marijuana. Um, oh, got like, it. I'm sober, but I smoke weed. Right, but it's always weed. like, got I'm it. sober, but I'm, I'm sober, but, you know. Right, like, so, yeah. so it works for certain people, you're saying, but others it doesn't. I, I think, I mean, I, I don't know, because I'm only me, so I can only speak from my personal um, experience around sobriety but for yeah I would say for for me it definitely doesn't work mm-hmm. and I I think that if it works for other people then that's amazing and I think that maybe that you know their their disease might look slightly differently than mine does right yeah I mean that makes total sense to me nobody it's always like a different shade of of blue with every single person yeah. so I mean I've heard California sober and I know California is a very much weed state yeah you know it's very like everyone <laughs> is high here I don't partake usually in weed because it just makes me feel really lazy and yeah. I get like anxiety in my head. Yeah. So I can't really, uh, but my husband does and my friends do. And I totally am like, do you want me to buy it for you? Come over. <laughs> but I don't do that. I'll just drink. That's fine. But yeah, I just wanted to get your take on that because it is a form of sobriety. Yes. For uh, like addiction, like people uh, that choose weed as their device of choice, like will tell you like weed is enough to ruin their lives. Right, you know, like so. It's just, it's just, you know. I, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not here to preach in any way, shape, or form about anything. I'm just telling you. For me, um, you I don't entertain that uh, that notion because I think it's dangerous for me to think that any sort of mind or mood altering substance is an okay thing for me. Right. Can we pivot to your dating life? You're in a happy relationship right now, Yeah, right? I'm engaged. Yes. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Thank you. It's such a beautiful ring also. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's gorgeous. <laughs> it's really big. Wait, can I see? Can I Is see? Is it Gigi gorgeous? 
It's really oh, big. Oh, yeah, it's big. Oh, my it's God, do you want to see mine, too? Yes, gorgeous! <laughs> She's like, I seen yours, bitch. I was there. <laughs> do you have a wedding date planned? Oh, not a date set yet. Where We do have a wedding planner, and we are getting into the throes of it. We're finding, we're, we're starting with the venue. Then we have to, you know. Are like, you nervous? Gonna... Who's your planner? Can I ask? Um, uh, you haven't said. Um, no, I haven't said yet. So we'll okay. wait. Tell me off we'll camera wait. though. We'll wait. Yeah. I know a lot of them. You're getting yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. weddings. Um, well, best of luck and just have fun with you. it. I'm sure you've heard I, it tons I, of times. And I do like, you know, it's going to be like, if you saw our proposal video, I, pro- I proposed to Hale in virtual reality. So because he's a gamer, he's a streamer. What? Yeah. Um, That's so sad. And That's it's so, so awesome. So I proposed him in virtual reality. It was like the first one of its kind. So I'm really hoping to bring that kind of gaming, a nerdy, Ooh. like fantasy I to the that. wedding in some way. Like I really want it to have another like kind of like first, you know, I don't, I don't want it to be a typical wedding in, in right. any way, shape or form. And, you know, I don't want to just do like the, you know, whatever everyone else has done. You right. Know? So like I really, I'm going to make sure, try hard to like bring something like you unique and like hopefully like technological oh like to God, the ceremony that's so exciting. i don't know that's where i'm kind of like that's my like, head is at right at literally whatever i always tell everyone just be selfish on your wedding day because it is literally all yours yeah. and it sounds like you're already doing that like <laughs> it's, you're like i'm making hours <laughs> you really sound selfish no, in the best way your wedding day bitch amp the level of selfishness <gasps> Like, oh my god, really? he has a VR wedding. <laughs> a VR that wedding, so everyone's just, that'd be cute though. I mean, hey, and, and it would be for like everybody that you actually didn't invite, yeah, like, just send them a link. Oh my god, hmm, 360, but on your Oculus, yeah, yeah. on your Oculus. That's what that's why I proposed him with an <laughs> Oculus Quest that. on our faces. I am very I excited. Love that. About yeah, it was cool, it was pretty cool. So, I'm excited. Were you always lucky in love, you know, like feminine queer person to feminine queer person? you have these walls in your head of like, oh my God, no one's going to find me desirable. And now like, you know, you're engaged. A lot of our people listening to this podcast probably feel undesirable. Like what, do you have any words of advice for them? Well, for my, me, mine was very, very tied to sobriety. When I was drinking and using, no one could keep my attention for more than a night. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you that for <laughs> sure. And there were many Tiny. nights. There, were, there are 365 <laughs> nights in a year. And I know that from experience. <laughs> And no one was keeping my attention for more than one of those 365 days. So, um, you know, eventually when I got once I got sober, like that is when I started to like understand like what it truly meant to find a partner, like what right. it really meant to like have. And like I look into Hale's eyes and like I know like like he loves me more like I, he I am the person that he loves most in the world. You know, and like that, that like seeing you know, that I could cry, that I could cry in someone else. You're like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Totally. And it's just like it just, yeah. and, it, and it makes me want to like, you know, it makes me happy to like go out of my way to like do like nice, like sweet things for him, or like to make sure he's okay, or like like I want to hear about his day at work, like those kind of things that I never ever cared fuck about. to do <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. about anyone else. Mm-hmm. I don't care about your day at work. Yeah, I don't care about how you're doing. Ask just, me about yeah, me. Exactly. <laughs> like just like you know what like let me let me talk at you have you ever I have to ask with a name like Hale have you guys ever been in a hail storm together oh, I, <laughs> I hate you we haven't yet because we've been in California for over, almost our entire relationship oh my god well your first Except one for, like, think, June in New York. think of me for your first <laughs> one I'll be third wheeling <laughs> I am the hail <laughs> you are the hail it's GJ <laughs> Well, I'm so excited for you, and oh, I'm too. so happy that you found love. Um, wait, did you find did, did you find him in LA or New York? I met him in LA. Yeah, because in my research, I found out that you lived in New, you grew up in New York City. Yeah. What's like the dating life? What's the difference in dating between New York and LA? Oh boy, I think in general, I don't know. For me, like, listen, like, I spent my time in New York City at the Box. Like, do you know the Box? Of course, my yeah. favorite. It's the best place on earth. The booth up top to the yeah. right is mine. Uh, oh, was with it? the okay. carpet yeah. and the shears. Okay, yeah. uh-huh. so very good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so like, that's why I live my life in New York City, which is like you know, like crazy, yeah, buck wild. Like dating, you know, what dating, dating in New York, crazy <laughs> dating. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I I, to- I once took someone. I once took someone to go see Dear Evan Hansen, and at the end. Of Act one, I was like, This is really depressing. Do you want to go to the box? And then I didn't go Wait. home with it. 
You know what I'm saying? Like that's it's one of those places. Places. I also did not love Dear Evan Hansen. Oh my god. I've only been disappointed twice in a musical on Broadway and Dear Evan Hansen was one of them. I like I'm I mean, I'm not rushing to see the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like I I do want to see the movie because I want to know what happens in act two and I don't want to go see the play again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nothing happens. The book is so I weak. was very sad. I was very sad and I was like, this is really depressing. And of course, clearly had no coping skills to deal with like my own like sadness. Feelings or sadness right. or like looking you at myself. Like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so I was like, the box? And was, like, yeah. Anyone? <laughs> you want to the box? Yeah, right. great. Perfect. That's great. Let's, should we skip back two and go to the box? Yeah. Okay. I love great. that. I, I'm right there with you still. Yeah. So, the box is home. Yeah, the box is home. That's home base. I can't wait. Open back up. Up, guys, I think it's opening up this month. Let's go. It's it wasn't when I was there for Fashion yeah, Week. So just started. Let's go back. Yeah. For the Wait, where is the box again? It's I never know the names of the places. Christy between to. Stanton and Rivington. Is <laughs> <laughs> that real? Hell's quarters. Yes, I've been there a few times <laughs> in my day. Uh, yeah, no, it's down there. Lower, lower. What's it called? The uh, East Village. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it That's is. That's Gigi's hood. Yeah. Is it? Girl. I've been to New York so many times and I don't even know where I'm at. No, you're a downtown get bitch. The, get in the car. And then you get out. Say hi, the, the box. Yes. And then I get in the get car and say hi, hotel. To, yeah, exactly. And say, you know, hi, Mandarin Oriental. It's and very then go much to sleep. that. You know, exactly. Um, uh, and then wake it up and do, wake up and do it all over again. Yeah, exactly. Was that even English? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happen again? Yeah, slap. Bad again. <laughs> Um, so yeah, dating light in New York, I think is, um, for me, I think it's, it's less, um, I mean, everything for, I mean, it's all grinder. Who would care? You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot everywhere. So I've heard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like sometimes I'll grinder for my And I met Hale in person. That was the thing. I met Hale in person at Oil Harry's. It was a country line dancing night. He was, he was dancing on the floor, having time of his life. And I just saw him and I was like, that's, that's him. Oh my God. That's the one. That's so so cute. Asked him out in person. First time you met him. Yes. In person. Exchanged numbers. Didn't go home together that night. Had a real date. The next time, didn't go home together that night, and then third night. And then you were like, I'm marrying this man. <laughs> were you behind the scenes with all your girlfriends? Like, oh my God, I met this guy? Or were you kind of keeping it to yourself? So chill. Okay, cool. Very, You very don't want to jinx it? Yeah, no, and I was still kind of like in that phase where I still didn't believe in love. Right. You know, I was still kind of like... like what the fuck am I feeling? Yeah, what is this? Like, what, like, what? Yeah. And still even like... Like now, I feel like I still have a, like a, a very like mature sense of what love is, like as opposed to like when I was like a teenager or like an early in my early twenties, and I was like, I love him, you know, like mommy, <laughs> you know, like crying. Well, how my do friends. you look at love now? Is it like a partnership? Yeah, like a partnership, like like a friendship, like someone that I'm looking forward to, like spending the rest of my life with. You know, it feels very like it feels responsible. Totally, because I feel like love like early, it's like in a life level was, up, like, irresponsible. Yeah, you know, totally. Like, it was like, I was like, I'm so madly in love. You're like losing like, a part of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I like, agree. Exactly. Losing a part of yourself. Yeah. I have kept. Oh, I hate that. I have kept myself in this relationship. You should only be awesome. amplified by the person that you're exactly. with. They should be like, be yeah. crazier, be in, in the most positive yes. way, of course. You know, yes. be more outrageous, be more outspoken. Like they should push that out of you. And the yeah. second you feel like you're being like leveled down. It's diminished. probably not the one for you. And it's insecurity on their part, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's probably good. We got all of our one night stands and all the box nights out of our yeah. system. So we just go back as married women. Yeah, exactly. We're so married and it's so fierce. Will you have kids? I don't know. We have our baby, Appa, who just turned one. It's our puppy. She's an angel. Yeah. You met Appa. Literally the yeah. cutest dog ever. On earth. On literally earth a ever. stuffed animal. It literally looks. What kind of dog is she? Um, he, uh, well, um, a red toy poodle. He's a red toy Cute. poodle. Cute. Um, and They're like I love the him. cutest breeds ever. But again, like I, I'm, I'm sure if um, he's anything like me, he likes being called she too. So <laughs> I mean, I could tell she's a queen. Yeah, the way yeah. I pet her, yeah, she's like more. Well, more. The, the the thing is, as soon as you pet her, um, he goes like this. <laughs> he spreads his legs completely like spread eagle like back like he's like he's like no you're gonna rub my belly and that, like, means, that like, means he's happy very happy very and happy content. boy yeah. that is um, so cute yeah and he's perfect and he's one and he's cute and you know so like that's where we are now with our kid journey learning how a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. oh like, beyond you're gonna have to change your life when you have a kid of responsibility mm-hmm. um i know a lot of like my friends who have been married for a long time are like we're getting twins i now have a second friend of 
of married men who are getting twins in their lives. Like, and I'm like, yikes. You know, yeah. like, I'm not there right now, and that's okay. Like, right. this is because, totally. you know, as we say in the, you know, in the, the world of alcoholism, one day at a time, I'm right here today, and where I am is in a wonderful place that is not talking about children. But, like, maybe in a year, that'll be completely different. I love that. Yeah. Don't rule it out, but just not right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm obsessed you know? with that yeah. way of thinking. One step at a time. <laughs> Come on, Jordan Sparks. <laughs> oh, I love her. Before we get into our queries, let's talk about something fun, um, something that you're about to do. You have a new podcast I called do. SpongeBob Binge Pants. How cute! With your co-host Hector Navarro. Are you excited? I'm very excited. I'm joining. I'm joining y'all. In the podcast world. I know. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Wow. Okay. So have you always been a SpongeBob fan? Because yes. I have, but you guys are recapping like every single episode. So we're recapping every every episode, starting at episode one, starting at the very the pilot episode. And then we're going um uh, we're also getting to interview like some of the uh, cast and the crew. Really? The oh, that's fine. Yes, and it's some of the most amazing people that we get to talk to. And we've already had um, um Carolyn Lawrence who plays Sandy Cheeks. She's been on twice already. Oh my we've God. only we've only recorded ten episodes like we're we're a hit amongst the cast you know and it's just it's been really fun that people like want to come and talk and share because the show has been on the air for 20 years it's iconic it's and, beyond iconic and there's, there's makeup lines yes. like there's so much to do with spongebob Wait, okay so i talked to the woman teal who is she, her name is teal and she is the vp of color for the spongebob universe yes i know what? her title is the vp of color she created SpongeBob yellow, like the yellow, like like mixed it herself, like wow. with paints and like wow. created, yeah. And um, her name is Teal. Yeah, Teal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need to know and, if like, that's like her birth name. Yeah, exactly. And um, her name, birth name is Teal. I asked. That's crazy. I said I was like, was that your choose name? No, nope. just your favorite color. Name. I know a couple of people named Teal actually. Wait, mixed really? mixed SpongeBob yellow, and so is create is credited for creating the Pantone color of the year, which was SpongeBob yellow. What? Like, is that crazy? And Patrick yes. Pink, like this, and like and Nickelodeon orange, like this woman created these what? colors with with like paints. Like in the 80s. No, no. 90s. 90s. In the 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God, no, good for her. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. She was maybe, working on like other eight, stuff eight. before SpongeBob. So I don't know when she created Nickelodeon Orange. But it's just very exciting. Like, that's, inma- that's Stories amazing. like that that you're going to get to hear on the podcast that are people that are like SpongeBob fans like I am my whole life will just find it so interesting. And then, of course, like we get to watch these episodes and then talk about like our lives and how they relate to the themes. And that's so The fun. subjects that are coming up with when SpongeBob and Patrick and Squidward, like, you know, like it's so fun to watch it as like, an adult to like understand like Squidward is just like a self-loathing man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Who's like, your he- favorite character? Mrs. Puff. <laughs> Mrs. Puff. Oh, I love cute. Mrs. Puff. I, I mean, I am SpongeBob, obviously. Uh, main I character am, energy. You know, I have a very main character energy. <laughs> I am definitely Mr. Krabs' daughter. What's her name? A uh, Pearl. I'm oh definitely God, Pearl. Mark, you are <laughs> Pearl. <laughs> I think I'm. Um, I think I'm SpongeBob too, Avi. Yeah, I'm Sarah Jessica in yeah, Sex and the City yeah, too. Of course. <laughs> I think I might be Plankton though. <gasps> oh the my evil God, that's way. so fun. Yeah, that's fun. Played by Miss. Mr. Lawrence, who we also interviewed in the first part Ooh, of wow. our hey, first Lawrence. 10 episodes that we have already recorded. <laughs> I think he's just so funny. Every time he dies, he just comes on back. He comes on. He's like, oh, God, it crabs. <laughs> um, he is so funny and it's so brilliant. Um, but yes, I have I get plankton energy. Plankton's great. I love plankton. Also, okay. perseverance. I will never stop, perseverance. Bitch. Stubborn <laughs> like a Taurus I am. Exactly. I will never stop. Like, you're going to tell me I can't get that Krabby Patty formula? Watch me. That's maybe what the energy is. There you go. That is the I, energy, bitch. It is the energy. I really didn't even connect those two. Yeah, well, that's why we have SpongeBob binge pants. So you can see these <laughs> themes that are playing out because those characters are brilliant. And also, like you say, Saradessa and Sex in the City, like, think about it. Like, there's, if you have your friend group, there's always a SpongeBob, there's a Patrick, there's a Squidward, there's a oh Sandy. Oh, my God. There's a Mr. Yes, Krabs. Right. Like, you know, it's totally. like it's like, you know, it's Sex in the City, but before the girls. Who are you in Sex in the City? Oh, I I mean it does depend on my friend group, but like I was a Samantha, <laughs> obviously. Oh my god. <laughs> like after the stories that I've told on this Who podcast alone, it? you should know that I was All three a of us were. Now I might be more of a Carrie, but I don't know. Not I'm today. definitely a Charlotte, I would say. Yeah, no. No, you're not. <laughs> 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 so mad. Gigi guys oh is so close to the camera God. just now. <laughs> like, no, you're no, not. No, you're not. 
Okay, before we let you go, will you I'm stay Liza us? Minnelli. That's who I am in Sex and the City. Oh my Wait, God. Liza Minnelli. Oh my God, in the movie Liza too. Minnelli. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, I can't with you at the gay wedding. Yeah. At your own wedding. Yeah. <laughs> will sorry, you, before will you stay with us for some queries? We yeah, have three of course. queries. Yay. Okay, yeah. we'll be right back with Frankie Are we Grande. The three queries? <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, the fairies of queerness. <laughs> All right, we are back answering your queries with none other than the Frankie Grande. Hi, I'm, I'm back. <laughs> we haven't gotten anywhere, guys. Um, you, of course, can call our hotline at 1 844 Queries. That's Q U E E R Y S. Ask us absolutely anything. And we get into the juice. So, are you ready to answer yes, some questions? Yes, that's the best number ever, by the way. <laughs> what if for queries? If this podcast ever goes anywhere, you better make that your cell phone number. Oh, of course. <laughs> Is there enough digits? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's a number. We'll find a way to make it work. <laughs> I cannot. Okay, oh, our oh, first yes. query, here we go. Hey, Gigi. Hey, Mimi. Uh, my name is LGM from Jupiter, Florida. Love your show. Gigi, you and that's are a huge inspiration for me. Um, I don't really know a whole lot of um, other trans people to look up to, but you two have been a huge part of my journey, and I just want to say thank you so much for that. Um, my question is, I'm in the process of wanting to change how to spell my name to be more masculine for myself but I don't know where to go or the direction to go into. Um, I was hoping maybe you can kind of help me and, and where to start and where, where to look at. Uh, but once again, I just want to say thank you for all the work that you do for our community. And um, I love you all. Thank you so much. LGN. Uh, that, I know it was such a sweet, sweet message. I don't, I didn't, I don't know if I got your name right. LGN. Um, that was a really sweet message. Thank you for calling in. Gigi, do you have any advice on someone who is looking for their real name? Ooh, okay. So, I mean, they said that they're trying to respell it to make it more masculine. Mm -hmm. I think that's a great starting place. Like, I love it when I meet somebody that either hasn't changed their name or has altered their name in some way. But I also love a completely different name. So I just love just people finding themselves. Like, my Gigi is nothing to do with, with my old name, right? I mean, it does a little bit, but it's completely different. I feel like the only way that you can go about this is by being so stubborn. Go on Google, your city, your county, everything. There's so many rules. Like when I was changing my name when I was 19, it was insane. Mm. The amount of paperwork. Yeah. I had to go to meet a registrar to meet them and, and have them sign and tell my case to a complete stranger. I'm like, I am changing my name legally. I am paying for this. This should not be an issue. I am so sorry. Nowadays, I went back and changed my last name. It is literally a three-box sheet of paper. It is so easy. Really? Yes. In Canada, literally, it is so easy. So these things will get easier. Not to say that you're going to be changing your name over and over again, obviously, but literally just stay very stubborn on it. And just if you hear no one place, you're asking the wrong person. But just also make sure that it is the name you want because when you change it, you're not going to want to like change it again, you know? Try it out for size. Yeah, so good luck, yeah. honestly. And you're you're going the right way. I mean, I wanting to change your name is a huge step. Wanting to, you know, fight the odds and do it is a whole other. So good luck, LGN. It's also so personal. Like, it's hard to give advice on what your name should be because there are so many different ways to find a name. Um, I think a lot of people have their different gender name from, you know, young. Like, oh, what would your parents have named you if you were a boy? I think that's a cute way of um, finding out your name. Like, what were you... What were you supposed to be named always? That would be that would be a cute um, thing to look into. Uh, Frankie, do you have any advice for this person? I was supposed to be John Michael. Was supposed to be my name. Really? Yes, John, John Michael. Michael. Yeah, that's was, a cute well, name. Was one of my names when I named it for my grandfather, Frank. Yeah, Frank Grande. Um, and I also hyphenated my name from. Uh, so I was Frank James Marshoni, and my mom, like we, my mom's maiden name is Grande, and I wanted to add her maiden name into our name. So then I became Frank James Grande Marshoni, and then my stage name became Frankie James Grande. So um, I've had a few different names in my life, and basically whatever feels good. It felt right to me, you know. Like the thing that bothered me about my last name was like I didn't like that it was Frankie Grandi Marshioni. 
So I changed the pronunciation of our last name. That's why everyone says Grande. Because Grandi. It's, it was Grandy. Grandy. Yeah, my I was raised Frankie Grandy. Interesting. And I didn't like sing songy. And also I wanted like originally it was Grande, but we we like we made it we Americanized it. Exactly. To be, to be more American. So it was Frankie Grandy. Um, and then I decided I wanted to reclaim my Italian heritage and also I didn't want it to rhyme. So I was like, well, I'm Frankie Grande. And then uh, that makes and sense. That's, and now that's why we're the Grandes. I love um, that. So and it was just because it it felt right. Like I just I was like I don't I don't like it. So I'm changing it. I'm changing. Yeah. It. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Right. Like, you know I tried it on, and for size like a bunch. And then eventually I was like, no, this feels good. And by the way, that was such a beautiful message. Like you are such an icon for the community. Oh, thank and you. that's that's how that's how we get through hate. Like that's how we have to remind ourselves, like like that message that you just got, like like that's what we're doing it for. You know, like not to not to, you know, not because of those haters that like need something else to do with their time. It's like for messages like that. Like I was like really emotional. Like it's so beautiful. Aww. Like the way that you do stand up for for this un- for this community. <laughs> and love that's you. why we do what we do, you know? Right. And, I like, totally agree. Welcome. And if it comes with hate, then absolutely. You know what? Then, on, I, then we just then we take the hate because we are also that one person that we're helping is worth any amount of hate we can 100%. possibly have. Absolutely. Any, yeah. Okay, let's hear our second query. Here we go. Hey, sweetheart. I was wondering, how would you imagine yourself in 10 years since you're so beautiful? And I was just wondering if you're still going to make, you know, YouTube channel shit. <laughs> Anyways, love you. Thank you for that message. That's a good question. Actually, I've never been, I've barely been asked that question. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Frankie, you go first. Well, um, you know, I definitely was, I identified very strongly as a YouTuber for a while. And then I got on Big Brother. And as soon as I was done, I was like, as soon as I was off that show, I was like, I'm never making a YouTube video <laughs> ever again I because that. I am exhausted. Right. I was exhausted. It's hard, right? Of the filming and the editing and the, I did everything myself in two videos a week. Week, honey and wow. I was like Whoo, as soon as I had those millions of followers I was like I'm gonna go back to what I want to do which right. is be a host and an actor because that's what I always wanted to do is be a host and an actor but you know I would but I wanted to get there you know I wanted so so badly to be famous and to be part of the culture and uh-huh. you know, to have the platform in order to you know affect chains and then you know like now I'm like oh better better start editing YouTube videos again but so that's an interesting question and um uh you know where do I see myself in 10 years you know I'm I'm hoping that it'll be um, more, even more of an actor. You know, like I'm very grateful. Like, you know, I shot my first feature film this year, wow, which is very exciting. Thank you. A super gay camp horror comedy. Yes. Uh, summoning, yes. Sil- summoning, uh, summoning Sylvia. Um, and it'll be out at some point next year on some so platform excited. somewhere. So I oh will God, definitely come back on. Go to the premiere when I have with something you. So, you know, I'm really hoping, you know, obviously, you know, um, becoming a reality TV star, YouTuber, reality TV star, like I'm very famous for my personality and it's very hard to be recognized as an actor, even though that's what I was trained for my whole life. You know, like people always see me as Frankie Grande, the person, the personality. So um, I'm hoping that I will continue to get these opportunities to uh, show up and pr- and listen, I'm willing to do the work. So like if it given the opportunity, I show up, I sweat and I will come on, I'm off book. I'm ready to go. I'm character um so i'm hoping that i will continue to um have some more acting uh roles under my belt and uh while while continuing to be allowed to celebrate my personality because it's really good one right and that's what it's all about (laughs) i feel kind of the same way you know i mean i've kind of distanced myself a little bit from youtube just because of the community and the toxicity and all that Mm -hmm. stuff but what i've really learned is what that question means is are you still going to share your life because mm. that's what a lot of it is. They want to see where you are on a weekly basis. They want to see who you're with, what you look like, all that stuff. I personally will never always be on YouTube. I'll go in when I want to make a video or when I want yeah. to do a collab, whatever. But I'll never not share my life. This has been my life for over a decade. I'm in it for the long haul. And just like you, I'm ready to do the work. If there's a gig, if there's something that I'm passionate about, I want to do something. And the sky's the limit. Like I've already done so much shit that I'm like, wait. I did that. Like it's yeah. it, the limits are endless, and I feel like that's what that question really means. Like, are are you ever gonna just disappear from us? And the answer is no, baby. I agree with that. I 100% agree that I'm never gonna disappear from. I'm never gonna stop sharing. My you can't life. get rid of us. Yeah, we're the ultimate. And thank pirates. God I married. Well, I think I'm about to marry a streamer. 
because he is not he is not about hiding our life away from the public either, which that. is great. Because right. like a lot of me was very protective of our relationship in the beginning, right? Like very protective. Like no one will see because you love then, him. Yeah, because I do love him. But now he's like streaming, you know, five days a week on Twitch, talking talk about everything. So he's way more he's way more accessible than I am these days. So go follow. At hell. Oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> this question is impossible to answer for me because I do not think about the past or the future. I always try to live in the moment. Do you guys think that, like, where you are now, you would have thought of 10 years ago? Because I would not believe myself if you told me where I, where I am now 10 years ago. Oh, I genuinely would not believe you. Yeah, like, I'm... I'm in such a happier place. I mean, for us, 10 years ago was high school. So, you know, maybe that's a big reason why. Yeah, you, are you talking you, about my birth? You oh, were yeah. still dating the same guy, though, Mark. I know. Oh, my God. My 11th or 12th, I don't know yet, 11th or 12th anniversary is coming up. It's Halloween. I I have to count. I have to make sure what number it is. But I think it's 11. 11, 12. It's all the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I well, mean, was it 19? Was oh, it 2000? <laughs> 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 Really, carry the Was one, it 2010? Yeah. <laughs> I did go into this relationship thinking, okay, this is going to be 10 years. And now it's 10 years. I don't know. I don't know. Is there going to be another 10 years? Let's see. Oh, there will be. <laughs> you guys kidding. will be. We'll get in deeper on your relationship. I'm kidding. And we'll have you know him in on the podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, I think we have time for one more. Let's do it. One more? Okay. Hi, Gigi. My name is Everett. I've been following you for almost 10 years now. You actually inspired my own transition. I don't really have a question for you. I'm sorry, but I just wanted to tell you that you changed my life and you continue to change lives. And honest to God, if it wasn't for you, I probably would not be on this earth because you helped me discover my soul and my energy. And now I'm putting those two things into the world. And I want to make a difference as much as you have in the world. So... Keep doing what you're doing. Keep inspiring people. Keep being beautiful, or should I say gorgeous? And I love you lots. Oh, oh that's so cute. Oh, I see what you did there, Everett. <laughs> oh, a pun. Oh, what an angel. <laughs> love you, Everett. Thank you so much for that. This also goes for like this whole podcast, what we were saying on this episode. We literally do that for these messages. Yeah. Like It is really important hearing that back because... You never know who's listening to your story. So even if you do feel vulnerable sharing whatever you're going through, you never know who is listening or watching you for that matter. So just be open and vulnerable and you'll help more people than you know. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And ever, what a beautiful message. That was such a beautiful message. Okay, that was not a question. So let's do one more question. Okay. Yes. Yes. Love you, Everett. Yes. Our last query. Here we go. Hi, Gigi. Hi, Mimi. It is Brady. I, you guys just answered my question on Johnny's um, interview podcast in the query section. I'm kind of freaking out. You guys are so awesome. Thank you for the advice. I know I just need to jump the gun when it comes to just understanding that pain is part of the end goal. Like, thank you for that. That really, like, put things into perspective for me. And you guys asked me to tell you guys what my podcast is, which which is, I listen to you guys every week. I'm, like, kind of freaking out. Yours is called, obviously, Queerified. And mine is Queer Unfiltered on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I do it with one of my best friends, Antonio. And we just talk about queer life, the ups and the downs, about my trans experience, about his femme queer experience. And we just, like, you know, kind of shoot the shit over there. So that's really awesome. And I'm trying to think of another question I can ask you guys. How did you guys maintain such long-term friendships? I feel like in the queer community, it can be very catty. It can be really hard to maintain longevity because of not necessarily jealousy, but just like pettiness. How did you guys get through that? I'm just really curious. I really admire your long-term friendship. I think that's so awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for Great that question, Brady. First of all, um, congrats on your podcast, Queer Unfiltered. Can't wait to listen to it. Brady and Antonio for the win. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Love you. Gigi, we've been best friends for over 20 years. And the question was, how do you keep a, rela- a long-term relationship? And I'm just going to like straight up say the answer. You sh- it shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't. You shouldn't have to try or do anything to keep a relationship. Um, I've talked to this. About, I've talked about this to another friend of mine, and um, 
about the fact that we hate when friendships are so hard to keep. Like when you have to try so hard for a relationship with somebody. I have never in my life felt like it was hard to be friends with you or I had to work on being friends with you or I felt anxious that like we were fighting. Do you have any advice at all? Because I can't even think of it because I don't know. No, I agree with you completely. I feel like every relationship is work, though. Like, I feel like Mm. if it is a good one, it is a little bit of work. Like, sometimes you need to put in the time. And on my end, like with us, I feel like sometimes we've gone a little bit too long without talking. But that's not to say that when we do pick up where we left off, it's just that. We literally just pick up where we left off. And I feel like that's the beauty of a true friend. Like, I don't know if anybody has watched watched the movie Beaches. Yeah, it's like <gasps> who is it? Uh, Bette Midler. Bette Midler. So oh, I'm not the friend who dies. No. Oh my god, one does die. No, I'm just saying I learned that from that movie. Yes. I watched it with my mom and her best friend, and they were bawling uncontrollably. I was so young, I had no idea why. I was like, wow, I'll get these women some vodka <laughs> and tissues. But now I get it because yeah. it's so true. Like you do have those friends that you just are friends with forever. Not saying that we we will go like ten years without talking mark but you just do and if there's pettiness or jealousy or competition Mm -hmm. or whatever like you don't know what that person's going through even if you do identify with them as your best friend so just let it run its course and if it's meant to be it will be as and if you tried you could say you tried and if it doesn't work out maybe another time it just wasn't meant to be yeah and i would just say like be honest with your friends and i think that's a lot of part of like Mm -hmm. you know this this world the demons in our head can create such like uh, crazy stories that sometimes if we don't like actually say them to the person that we love, especially like in the queer community, it's like, did you just look at that guy that I was like talking to the other day and da 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 da? Like whatever these stories are that are like playing out in your head, sometimes are way worse than what's actually happening. So if you have, if it is your best friend or is this someone that you are close with, be honest with them, talk about it, be like, yo, like did you just look at that guy that I hooked up with last night? Like because like I don't think that's okay. And like, just like put it out there and then have the conversation because I guarantee you that the things that are happening inside of your head are so much worse. Those narratives that we tell ourselves and that we create are so much worse than what's actually happening. If you actually sit down your best friend and talk to them about whatever's going on in your head. So, you know, and, and queer people, I just just say we we really do need to support each other from the inside yes. out. Like we really do. Totally. There are way too many people coming from at us from the outside yes. for us to fracture from the inside. So I love that. You know that we, quote. I, I said it first here, guys. Put Major. it on. Someone put it on a pillow. <laughs> I love someone that. put it on a pillow. So you know, let's let's be you know uh, let's be allies to each other as well yes. as you know f- asking for allyship from our allies. You know. Oh my God, that's a great answer, Frankie. You're, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. I don't guys. even know what I said, so make sure you play this back and like tweet it at me or something because I have no idea what I just said. Well, thank you so much for joining us here I in the podcast. You. You want queer but I love you too. Oh my God. <laughs> Where can people find you? You're starting a new podcast. Yes. Drop everything right okay, now. Okay, so it's very easy. It's at Frankie J Grande on everything, including TikTok, which I reluctantly started during COVID and <laughs> ended up having a really fun time. I didn't want to, but I did, and it was fun. Um, so anyway, Frankie J Grande on everything. Um, check it out, and then of course you can listen to SpongeBob Binge Pants anywhere you get podcasts, which I'm sure you know because you're listening to this podcast, which means <laughs> you know how to find others as well. Um, and thank you again for having me on your show. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks for coming. I can't thank wait you. to binge SpongeBob. Yay! <laughs> Love you, Frankie. Love you too. Thank you to Frankie Grande and thank you so much for listening to Queerified. You can follow us on Instagram at Gigi Gorgeous and at Mark Maverick. As always, Queerified is a presentation of Ramble, a Cadence 13 studio. Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes. This helps us so much, guys. Please go and do this right now if you are still listening. Available now for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. I love you so much. You've just been queerified. <laughs>